0: Hi, everyone. This is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called Getting Rid of Guilt. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I think a lot of the people that I come into contact with, including myself, fall guilty to allowing this negative energy to overtake us. And today I want to just start to conquer it. So here we go, guys. Thanks for joining. I always love to share my own little personal stories. Some of you who are squeamish, I don't know how this one's going to land for you, but oh, this morning I went to the grocery store and when I was about to get out of my car, my dog jumped up on my lap and was almost like begging for me to take him in with me. Of course, you can't bring him into the grocery store. And so I had to sort of shove him back in and shut the door and, you know, kind of gave him this look like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, he's a dog. I wasn't expecting a response, but I was like, whoa, this is out of character for him. Well, when I got back to the car, it looked like he had thrown up as an explosion. I mean, it was like on headrests across all in my seat, all in his seat, all in the the shifter and the like the everywhere. I don't know how this happened, but it was like my dog exploded while I was gone. And You know, I had given him a medication this morning that doesn't always set well with him. I should have known better, right? And he was trying to tell me something. So I was feeling so guilty about the fact, one, that I was frustrated with him, but that also I didn't see this. Like I felt like I should have known. I should have seen it. I should have recognized some signs. This is a very minor, minor example of guilt. Uh, As many of you know, I run a grief group, and... I'll tell you, inside there, the guilt that people carry, it isn't just, you know, a minor dog getting sick in a car. This is guilt of, like, loss of partner, and it's all my fault. And, um, you know, people losing their lives and and the people that are left here feeling guilt, either around the loss itself, like, I could have done more, or, like, their caregiving and that they didn't do enough, um, or the way that they treated the person that they, they passed. It's amazing. Now, this podcast is all about health, and it's supposed to be mind, body, and spirit, but I will tell you, I have spent more time working on mind than anything else, and I don't think that it's an accident. I think that this is because truly where we struggle the most, I feel as a society, is our minds. I mean, we're in control of that. That's the craziest part, is that we have control over this aspect in large part. Not all of us. There are people who, you know, suffer with um, disorders and things that they can't control. But there are some of these things within our mindset that is very much within our control. Things like allowing a low low level energy like guilt or shame those are two of the lowest vibrations by the way for people who are in touch with that stuff there's my dog He, he he heard me talking about him he had to join so anyway um those are two of the lowest energetic vibrations. So when you're trying to raise up the vibration, the energy within, when people are talking about that in the mindset world, that's what they're talking about. Um, There's a vibration that is carried with different emotions. And this happens to be one of the lowest ranking ones on the scale. So why do we give it so much power? Um, You know, I know That I personally have allowed myself to sort of go down that path from time to time of feeling, you know, shameful about not doing more or like actually doing too much even when my husband was sick at the end I wanted to save him so bad it was like I feel like I stripped him of everything he loved like I took away alcohol and not that he drank a lot he barely did on the weekends recreational with friends but I was like no don't drink that beer that's bad for you (laughs) you know I was like freaking out almost it was like nothing but like purified water and like fresh vegetables that had to be organic and you know what I'm saying like I was just trying every, like, let's eliminate anything that could potentially be contributing to this. And I felt guilty about it. Sure. Especially once we got to the point of realizing, like, this truly is the end. And no matter what I did, it wasn't going to turn things around. By that time, he now could no longer even eat solid foods. And so how frustrating is that? Like, okay, now I know that like there's no chance. So now I want you to be able to have it, but he can't, you know? So I carried that with me. I mean, that that type of stuff bothered me. And I had to come to this point of just looking at it through a totally different lens. You know, when we're in a situation, no matter what we're talking about, it does not have to be grief. But whenever we're in a situation... We most likely are doing the best we can at that time with what is handed to us. Like, we, it might be hard to see that, but like even when, let's say you're a caregiver, because I hear this complaint a ton, and at the end I was so frustrated with my person and I had no patience and I didn't give them enough love and care, I should have just sat and held their hand. You can kick yourself over and over for those things, but in those moments, because I can speak to this because I was there. I was holding his hand on his deathbed, and I'm telling you, I was exhausted. I was physically at breaking point, guys. Like, you are worn out. You're not sleeping well. You're worried. You're stressed. You have a million things you're juggling. You're, uh, you know, you're being asked to take on a role that maybe you didn't sign up for, but i I certainly, like, welcomed the role, but I didn't realize how exhausting it would have been on, like you know, just pulling together his morning vitamins and making his shakes and do, you know, making sure his medicine was at the right time and that I set up his doctor's visits for the day and that he was comfortable and that, you know, he was changed and cleaned and like all these things, guys, that adds up. And if that all has to happen before you even get kids up and dressed for school in the morning, or like for some of you, you know, you might've been juggling other jobs and duties. It's just, you can't expect that, that person at that time could have done more (laughs) you know the you now standing on the outside looking in can certainly go oh but I shoulda woulda coulda but honestly in that moment with the tools you had with the strength and the energy that you were dealing with like all of that stuff you did the best you could at the time and even if it was terrible even if now in hindsight you can look back and go oh my god I was mean I was this I was whatever You still did the best you could. Do you know what I mean? Like, I still think you need to offer yourself forgiveness. We're very, very quick as a society to talk about, you know, forgiving others. Like, forgiveness of others is very important. But if we haven't forgiven ourselves, if we're still carrying guilt around, around anything, then, I mean, who do we need to offer forgiveness to? Ourselves. You deserve it. You know, give yourself another chance, another opportunity, because if you continue to carry guilt and shame and low level energies like that, guess what happens? They make you sick. And this is science. This you can look up. If you have things that cause stress within your body and hormones like cortisol are stuck in the on position and constantly dumping into your system, that can make you sick. So all you're accomplishing is once again, you know, just creating a new problem that doesn't need to be there, you know? Um, Now, let's take this to another place because I know a lot of you might be thinking, yeah, well, my guilt doesn't surround somebody who's passed on or, you know, my guilt's around other things. I mean, I'll talk, I'll speak to parenting. Parenting opens up a door of guilt like I've never experienced in my entire life. Because these are little humans we're raising, right? And so there's this thing that happens where <laughs> you feel like no matter what you do, you should have done better, could have handled it differently. You know, you can see how like something plays out and then look back and in hindsight always go, oh, I should have. But again, <laughs> as parents, are we not learning? Are we not students? I mean, we only have what we can deal with based on what we had for our own experience, observing our own parents. That's, for you know, to begin with, and or what we've witnessed around us with friends and whatever as a gauge, but beyond that, like we really don't have any. There's no like handbook. There's no way to do it right way, wrong way. You know, do this right, and your kid will end up you know doing great. And if you do this, then then all heck will break loose. Like no, that's not a thing. It's it's like everybody's trying to throw at you their tips and whatever, and it's all like they're. Either their own experience and what worked for them, which might not apply for you and yours, or just like, you know, these success stories that blow it up to make it sound like, you know, these perfect families exist, but they don't. We all mess up, you know, and I think largely as, as parents, where we mess up most often is forgetting to just admit that like I've really come to the place where when I screw up now I look at my kids and I'm say I'm sorry. Mom screws up sometimes and I didn't handle that right. And what a gift that is cuz that opens a door for them. And it's been amazing for our communication as a family. But I realized that it is so much healthier than just being guilty and feeling bad about it. Because guess what happens when you apologize to the person or you know take that active step of just Acknowledging where you feel like you messed up, it frees you. It literally felt like the chains dropped off of me and I just was like free of it, you know? My kids, so willingly, by the way, are always like, oh my gosh, it's okay, mom, it's not a big thing. And they don't even think twice about it. But I would have carried this enormous burden with me, like I had really blown it as a mother when. When honestly, they hadn't even given it a second thought. Even in my worst times where I feel like I just lost my mind, you know, they're so quick to forgive. And when they give that, it's almost like a blessing on you. It just feels like, oh, why didn't I do that sooner? I mean, oh, so many of us are carrying things in a simple conversation, picking up the telephone. It really solves a lot of it. And guys, I always remind you of this, and I know it's obnoxious, but it's not medical advice. This is just my own experiences and what I've witnessed in my world, but I hope that this can shine some light on a struggle that you might be carrying with yourself, because guilt is one of those things that, you know, it gets heavier with time. It's not like, I mean, I feel like in the absence of acknowledgement, of apologies, of forgiveness, of all these acts, it just gets heavier, and I think of like, what is the movie there, um... What the heck? Oh, Scrooge. Scrooge? I think it's Scrooge. No, the Christmas Carol. I'm sorry. It's Christmas Carol where, um, you know, he keeps getting the chains over time, each link added, and it gets heavier and heavier. That's how I feel guilt can be for us. It's like all of a sudden you could look at the end of your life and be carrying something that has weighed you down to the very point of dragging you down into your own deathbed. And so I feel like with every forgiveness we offer, with every time that we just you know, recognize that we're human and forgive ourselves, we cut free of one of those links and it just feels so much lighter, you know, and I think no matter what, what, there's always a few things that, you know, you might not even realize that you're still hanging on to and they might still kind of weigh you down from the inside. So you kind of really like reflect and dig on what am I taking forward with me? What do I still feel bad about? Um, And give it the opportunity to heal, I mean, one of the only things I know for certain is that no healing happens when you carry it with you, you know? I mean, that's the only given, right? If we do nothing, then it just stays as it is. The only thing that could happen is it might grow over time, but it rarely ever shrinks in size, you know, when we have that. It just kind of stays in the background and then it kind of tarnishes all the other good stuff. And I hate that, you know, I hate having things from the past, tarnish things going forward, you know. Um, I was just listening to this relationship expert, actually, a podcast I was listening to was really interesting to me. And they were talking about um, how – Oftentimes, we carry past relationship hurt and stuff into future relationships and just how damaging that can be because you go into a brand new, fresh relationship, either not trusting somebody or expecting them to screw up in a certain way based on how we were treated in past relationships. Uh, And so, I mean, it's not even fair to, you know, future relationships and, you know, relationships within your family that you might carry something with you and then have it directly negatively impact a different relationship that has no bearing over it. So um, just a little food for thought. So just a little side note, um, I'm actually a Catholic. And so for us, we have like a penance or, um, you know, we go in for a confession or reconciliation. I'm sure everybody has a different name for it. And for us, it's it's this amazing gift the sacrament in which you are forgiven for your sins and i'm telling you because i just went through this my youngest just had his um his first communion and they wanted him to go in for another confession before that next sacrament it's just like a whole step but anyway we went in all as a family well not all in at the same time but you know what i mean like we went to the church as a family and uh, afterwards, it's so funny on the way home, my youngest said to me like I feel so good after that. And it was really eye-opening to me because I felt so good after it too. It wasn't like I felt like I had been carrying anything at all with me. I didn't feel bad about anything. I had not feel like <laughs> I hadn't felt as if I had created any major sins in my life that I really was like feeling the need to have to have forgiveness for in that moment. But it was so freeing and releasing to just sit and say, like, here are all the things that I don't feel good about and be forgiven for it. And just that alone, it gave us all peace a piece that we hadn't had in a while, like it felt good. That whole day, it felt so good. And ironically, then a good friend of ours said, because we had just done that, it inspired her to do that. And she went in. And then as soon as she left, she called me and said, it feels so good. I'm so glad I did it. And I'm so grateful. And it was amazing. It's like actually witnessing us Asking for forgiveness and taking that step inspired someone else to do that. And what a cool sort of pay it forward thing that is, right? So you don't have to be like religiously in line with me and and doing that. But I'm just saying, look on the scale of like what that offered for our whole family. And so, you know... You can do this for yourself and, you know, in in a smaller way, it doesn't have to be as big as like, I mean, of course, I feel like anytime you ask God to forgive you, I mean, who else is there as a greater judge in my book? Like, that's really all that matters to me is, is his forgiveness. But if you can even take the small step of just asking a family member to forgive you, asking, I mean, even the deceased family member, still pray and ask them to forgive you. That might just be what can take that burden off your chest. Um, You know, and then like also I want to get into this in the second half of the show because it's a little bit of a longer sort of thing to discuss. But, uh, you know, when we're talking about people who have passed in particular and all that, like what I want to just look at this a little bit. What are you still feeling guilty about in the way of like, are you repeatedly asking yourself the same questions? Should I? Could I? Would I? Well, answering those questions help you at all? Because I mean, I've been down that path. And I actually think there's some brilliance in this. So uh, there's more on that and so much more guys when I get back. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to take a quick break. So I got into grief a little bit this episode, um, as I often do, because I can relate to that so much at this point in my life. But for anybody who's carrying heavy grief with them, I have a program that I am offering to a limited number of people right now. I have available spots. And if you are interested in trying to get some help through your own grief, make sure that you email me at heather at com. So again, it's heather at canyoucurecancer.com. Just leave me a message. Let me know that you want some more information and I can forward that on to you. So guys, back to the show. So I love the act of when you're sort of obsessing over something or, um, you know, perseverating with the same problem answering the questions that you ask in your mind like oh, should i have just done this or should what would have been what would have happened if i had this answer that question stop asking it on repeat answer it because really i mean the answer often is it wouldn't have changed anything you know their heart still would have failed the cancer still would have taken them over the um, you know their end of days might have been even shorter and Because if they, like, the reason I'm saying shorter is, like, my husband, where I've, like, if I had just not done any of those diet changes and forced him to, like, you know, get rid of so many of those habits and things that I didn't think were serving him, it might have just shortened his life even more and taken away some beautiful moments that he did get to experience with people at the end. So, you know, if you really think about the answer to the question you're asking, like, would it have changed things, and if it would have, in what way, and, like... Let's say you don't even like the answer. I mean, maybe sometimes you're like, Ugh, yeah, it would have been better had I done that. Okay, well, at least you answered the question. Stop asking it. You know the answer. <laughs> yeah, it would have been better. Now ask yourself this question. Could the me back then that did that even be capable of what I'm even suggesting? Like, Because I can tell you right now, the me in my past was not capable of just letting go of the possibility of saving his life. I was not willing to not try everything. And I'm going to tell you right now, if we had not tried everything, I would not be at peace as I am right now. I know he gave it his all. I know we did everything and turned over every rock. So yes, I was being pushy. Yes, I was making him have to be super healthy and try all these crazy things and teas that he hated to drink. And of course, but I wouldn't do it different if I had it to do again, because I I needed to exhaust every option, and I needed to know there was nothing else that could have been done, and I was able to see that through my actions. Now, some people might just say, well, you know, I was just so overtired and I was rude and I yelled words that I didn't mean, okay? So in hindsight, right, like go back then, you tell me, because you're, I mean, if we just go back in time, they'd say, yeah, if I had done that, I wouldn't have this guilt because if I had kissed them goodbye and said, I love you, instead of yelling at them and calling them a name the last time I saw them, I'd feel better. Okay, great. But let's go a little further with this because I feel like people just want to hang on to that like one negative moment. You're going to tell me your entire life was like that? Is your entire life worthy of being guilty of? Because I'm sure there's no way that person was still there in your life loving you wholly every day if you were that awful. you know, one bad moment does not tarnish the entire relationship. So, okay. So you said harsh words you wish you could take back, but go back in time. You said those words out of hurt. And when people speak out of hurt and say hurtful things, it's usually the more you love them, the more hurtful it comes out. At least that's been my experience. Like the worst things I've ever said to anybody were the people I love the most. And it's because I was like so hurt on the inside because I love them so much that I'd wanted to find a way to like say something that hurt them back. That sounds terrible. I mean that's really me owning my stuff, but I mean in all honesty, I feel like there was that aspect of me that just, you know, because I loved hard, I fought hard. So (laughs) that's never a good thing. But I mean, we can learn from it and grow. I try to be way more kinder and slower to speak these days um, and not just, you know, yell in frustration. So, yeah, even then, like in that way, you could see it as a gift is how they've allowed you to grow even in their passing. You're still growing and learning from these things. But, you know, I believe in higher power, and I believe they have a different view of things now. I believe they can understand emotionally what you were going through in that moment, and just how hard it was on you, and where it was coming from. And I bet it wasn't coming from a place of hate. It was coming from a place of hurt. And don't you think that that's so easy to forgive? I mean, if somebody said something to me hatefully, that's a lot harder to forgive than hurtfully. Because hurtfully means they loved me hard, and so they were hurt, and they misspoke. And I think our loved ones that are no longer here know that. So if it's guilt from somebody who's no longer here and you feel like you can't get that apology or give that apology, you know, then I think you just need to remember that they have a a totally different vantage point now. And they can see all that inner workings of what that turmoil felt like inside of you. So I think they've already forgiven you. It's again, and now the act of forgiving yourself. And you're still here. (laughs) You can still forgive yourself. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. But I do think answering the questions is so valuable because more often than not, when people actually answer whatever they've got on repeat in their brain, they realize oh, it wouldn't have actually changed anything. Like, you know, I think even in the absence of me making all those things, and if he had had, you know, his favorite foods, and let's say he had candy and alcohol right up to the point he died, which, you know, those aren't even the vices or anything. Like, I'm just using as an example, worst case scenario, he put the worst, most harmful things into his body. I still think, like, the outcome would have been, no different, probably. So my action, maybe it didn't prolong anything. Maybe it prolonged it a little. I don't know. I mean, there's so much we don't know. So the answer is, like, if I had done things different, would he, you know, still be here? Would he have been happier at the end and had more enjoyment? I don't know that because maybe he would have lost his ability to speak and then not been able to say beautiful words to friends. You know, I, you just don't know. So stop trying to put yourself in the position of all-knowing, you know, and say that what you did was so awful. I often believe that the actions that we take lead to other things, which lead to – there's like this sort of trickle-down effect, you know, the rock in the pond thing with the ripples going out, where often it's the fifth or sixth ripple that we can't see down the line that needed to be. So even in our worst moments when we were acting, you know, not our best – And, you know, we want to hold on to so much guilt around that. I think that sometimes those things had to happen, you know. Um, So why not? Because I love to give... Uh, music references. We'll go with Garth Brooks right now and the unanswered prayers. But you think about it and like you could pray so hard for something to be and then it doesn't and you feel like gypped or, you know, I mean, like he uses the example of this love from like, you know, their past and they had prayed so hard for this to be their person and they felt like their prayer wasn't answered, you know, and, and they didn't get the person. When then later down the line, they bump into them somewhere and and they're standing next to the love of their life, and they realize if he, if God had answered this back then and given me what I thought I wanted, I would never have known this amazingness that I have in my life now. I would never have gotten to have this. So that unanswered prayer is actually my prayer being answered, you know? And so this is kind of how I think of it when I realize how much unrolls after one little act. So even if it's like a haste, a word said in haste and you're angry and you say something you didn't mean or whatever, maybe just maybe that had to happen for you to learn a life lesson so that later you could be a little more cautious with your words with someone else in a situation where it could have affected everything for them. You know what I mean? Like that's the beauty of it is just trusting and not feeling like you know, you have to know why it had to be that way, but just trusting it did have to be that way and that it's okay. You know, there's no, there's nothing to be gained now from carrying the guilt or the shame around whatever went down. Because when you release that, it's going to give you this new energy in life, this new feeling of just freedom and You deserve that. I just feel like if nothing else today, I want you to walk away with knowing that you deserve to allow yourself to let go of it because there was nothing that you could have done differently in that moment. Because if you could have, you would have, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, well, even when we're acting out of like complete anger or whatever, and it bubbles up and surfaces over like, uh, or, you you know what I'm saying, bubbles over, I feel like even then that hormonal thing that's going on inside our own body now yes of course there's grief strategies I mean grief anger strategies that's why they do anger management classes there's ways to control your anger and how it comes out um but did you have those classes before you reacted that <laughs> you know what I'm getting at like I don't think that we do the best with what's in our own toolbox at the moment so I mean, I'm constantly trying to grow my toolbox now to make sure that I have all the different capacities to deal with all these different situations. And that helps me immensely with not making future problems. But the problems of the past, you just have to look at it and go, that's a different person. That's a different me than I am today. The me today can look at that and go, oh my gosh, I should never have. I never would. But the view back then did what they could do with what was in their arsenal what was in their toolbox right that you which you no longer are did what they could do in that moment they did the best they could you know forgive them and even like looking back at yourself i know i'm talking almost like third person-y kind of but you know what i'm saying like look back at that you and be proud of what you handled instead of feeling guilty over what you didn't you know, in any situation, not just grief, but in any situation. There's something to be proud of for who who you were back then and what you were able to manage. Uh, And of course, we mess up. And that's why we grow as humans. As we, you know, gain an age, we get wiser, right? Because we learn from every single experience. And sometimes they're hard and they cut deep. And it wants to leave you with a scar, which to me, the scar is the guilt. And I feel like, it's okay to allow it to fully heal and not leave a scar. And you can still grow and move forward from it. I mean, I think sometimes people feel like they need to like, have that guilt because it's like, um, not a badge, but it's almost like, like I have to carry this now because it's the burden I need to carry because I did that thing. And I don't think that's true. I think some scars heal fully. Have you ever looked at somebody who had a major thing happen and then the scar disappears and you can't even see it? That's amazing. That's what I'm saying can happen here. You don't need to have that scar or that that guilt, you know, forever imprinted on you. You can just leave that behind where it belongs in the past and stay present and let that be a thing of the past. That wasn't that's not the you now. You know, the you now shouldn't have to wear the scars of your past you know that it's already imprinted on your mind so you're not going to forget you're going to continue to grow but you don't need to wear something that outwardly shouts i'm damaged you know i just i am somebody who screwed up so bad i can't be forgiven i don't think that's true you know i don't think you, you need to lead with that foot i think you can forgive yourself and allow that sort of cleansing of your spirit and guess what? Physically speaking, the cortisol, oh, the levels can come back to where they need to be, which is that they can spike when they need to spike and they can calm down when they need to calm down. That's the rhythm we all need to figure out how to get back into because cortisol is not something we're trying to get rid of. It has to exist. You know, if you come around a corner and a car's about to hit you, you need to have that spike in that adrenaline rush, right? That cortisol needs to be released. It is what allows us to stay safe. It's just that we're not constantly faced with cars almost hitting us today. We are no longer the cavemen who are being chased down by big vicious animals and needed to be on guard 24 7. We now have a lot of time, the majority of the time in our day, sometimes days at a time, where cortisol is not even really needed. It's not, you know, it can take the back seat. And if we're giving it the front seat and we're giving it this huge role in our lives, it's going to little by little just make you sick. And... I just don't find that acceptable for any of you. You know, I want to make sure that you're healthy and well of mind, body, and spirit. And actually, letting go of guilt, I feel like, will free all three. You know, we just talked about the physical. I feel like it can help your cortisol to come back into a beautiful balance. I feel like As far as the spirit goes, I mean, as I said before, that gift from God is huge. If you want to take it to that level, guys, and get forgiveness from higher power, that is all cleansing and feels better than anything. But then the mind, I mean, this is the part where I feel like we have a little control in halting these sort of repetitive um circulating guilt feelings from popping up all the time and just putting a stop to it. And own it and acknowledge it. Stop looking away from it. Stop asking the question again and again and again and then not waiting around for the answer and just turning your back on it, right? Start listening back to what what do you say to that? You know, when that inner you says, "Oh, could I have done more?" Answer it. Could you could you really? Could you the you back then have had anything more to offer? you know, in any situation. Could you have done better? I mean, I have some things with friends that have gone on in my life where I can look back and go, oh, I should have, like, I did this part in it. Like, I shouldn't have done that. That triggered them. That This, you know, you can look back at yourself in judgment. That's okay to say, like, oh, I could have done this different. So grow from that, right? That's how I see it. Grow from it. Don't remain stuck in the shoulda, woulda, coulda Because that sludge is just too heavy and there's nothing to be gained. But when you ask the question of, could I have done different and then answer it and say, yeah, I could have done this and this, then you can grow from it. Because you've just acknowledged that you messed up. But now you've also seen it as an opportunity to catapult in growth from it, you know, instead of letting it be the thing like quicksand that keeps sucking you down. So uh, this was a big topic, this whole Oh, I think it was probably the past week or so. I kept seeing it pop up about a lot of um, in my free group that supports people who've experienced soul-crushing loss. Um, they kept talking about the guilt that they still had over the end of their spouse's life. And, you know, I I know I can say some of this stuff till I'm blue in the face. And I know there's still going to be people who just, you know, can't let it go. Um, and for that, guys, I say... Make sure you're talking to people who are trained in this. There are people who this is their whole life is helping you get through that stuff. And so go get that mental health that you deserve, you know? Um, I'm just helping here with my own experience to just offer to you that I think there's possibility there. I think every one of us has the capability to grow instead of carrying guilt. And I think that when you can find your way to do that, it is just so freeing and releasing. So if you can figure it out on your own, I encourage you to do that. When it's all too much and you can't, then I encourage you to find, you know, that mental health help that you deserve. Um, you know, I do talk very briefly, usually a, a sort of mid um episode commercial about the grief group that i do but um just to remind you that's there's a lot of healing that happens in there and a lot of it does stem around mindset um but it is helping people every single day so if you're still struggling please reach out to me heather at can you cure cancer i will be sure to be available to you let you know about my program all the details and hopefully we can get you to starting to feel good again but um Yeah, this episode, I really felt like cold to it because, I mean, the dog this morning certainly reminded me of it because the guilt that I immediately took on. But boy, if we start letting those little things like a dog throwing up and me not recognizing the signs, if I'm going to allow little bits of guilt to come in like that, then boy, imagine the cumulative value of that. Like if all those little things add up, it's like that's that's a law, like a large portion of my day that has been spent in that lower energy vibration which i do not want if you spend your day in higher emotional states of being like happiness and joy and you know gratitude and all these things this is why everybody talks about gratitude so much guys because when you spend your time in those higher energies that law of attraction kicks in and, and better things start to happen to you. And people that sort of persevering and get stuck on all these lower vibrations of like the bad stuff that's happened and feeling badly about things, then you stay in that lower that lower energy belt. And, that, and it's really hard to break free from that. So I don't want that for you. I don't want you to feel trapped in the past. Um, I'm really big on staying present. I don't even so much love the looking to the future all that much anymore because i feel like staying super present is so important and and especially for me and my community in the grief world that when you get too far into the future fear can start to sneak in right that's when people start to get nervous about the next thing or you know the next steps without their partner or how things will look because we just can't know that and that's been sort of a theme this week for me is realizing that I did hand over that pen of my life and I am not writing this story anymore. So worry over the next page and the next chapter and all that. It's like for nothing. You know, what is the point in that? There's nothing to be gained there. I'm not even writing the story. So any amount of worry is not going to change the way that it all, you know, rolls out and what the the ending looks like. But I I fully believe we all have a happily ever after at the end of our lives. So, you know, th- my goal is just to keep steering you to stay on track so you can receive yours. So I hope this helps you in the way of like, keeping all parts of your health in line and on the right track, and not getting sucked down into some of those lower places that are so tempting to want to hang out. And I mean, oh, the lure of that, you know, like, and maybe that's because we're a very me society where everything's sort of centered around ourselves. So it's like, you know even feeling guilt is like all about ourselves you know we're forgetting like i mean my my person he would have he was telling everybody right up to the end that i was this genius that was going to like cure cancer or something he just didn't even care he wasn't holding on to anger towards any of this with me he was like so grateful that i was willing to help him to brush his teeth and shave his face and whatever. He was like over the moon that I was willing to do that for him, you know? So who am I to like put it on him and say, oh, this is how he would feel about it. Like he'd be so angry with me. You know, that's kind of what we're doing when we assume guilt is like that the other person still has some anger or hatred towards us or, you know, feelings of resentment around what we did. That's like, Literally inserting ourselves into, like, knowing how someone else feels almost. You know what I mean? So, again, like, there's nothing good to come from guilt. Nada. (laughs) So I hope you guys can find a way to just release it and not even let it be a thing. Because I know that there's not a chance on this earth that my husband would have ever been mad at me over depriving him of any of those things. Because he knew why I was doing it. He knew that I just wanted to savor as much time with him as I could. And he had gratitude towards me for that. He did not have a bit of anger, um, you know, and in many cases, especially people who are caregivers or any of that, I mean, certainly your person knows in their heart. I have no doubt about that. But with any of the other little things that we feel like we may have, you know, wronged somebody or whatever, the easiest way to like, be okay with it. It's just a simple, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, what a simple way to let your heart just feel that release and that peace. So guys, I'm so grateful that you joined for today's show. I hope I see you on future episodes and everybody that keeps returning forever grateful to you. All right, guys, have a great day.